I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Bitch, bitch, bitches, leave. Welcome back to the only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV. With your host, the Turkey Boys, Ryan Ankner and myself, Scott Sweeney. How we doing, Ryan? I have been dreaming hmm. and fantasizing and in love with Furio. We all have. We have. It's true. Uh, what's happening, Hoops? I mean, we're back on the top of the charts in Slovakia. We're having a goo. Big deal. Actually, that's it. That, I'm excited about that. There's a lot of. We know. need to check back in with it. Have you gotten any more emails about our status? I have not on the comedy charts. I'm waiting. I haven't gotten much correspondence about anything this week from anybody beyond bills. Ooh. But luckily, the Enough podcast runs pretty much debt free. Yes. And it's been easy. Except so for far. The, our iTunes bills. Filled that's with. true. Which is a which is a definite write off for Turkey Boys Inc. Mm. But for people who don't remember, we were like one thirty in Slovakia on the comedy podcast charts a few weeks ago, and I figured by this time we should be like number one. I don't see why not. But we'll look into that. We'll report back. Granny shit did not double mm. clutch it like you should. Is there anything in the mailbag this week? Uh, <laughs> nothing. Him, him? Nothing. In fact, it is bone dry. That's fine, because we got a lot of news this week, including, right up top, you ordered a cardboard cutout of Mark Ruffalo. I did. They knew! <laughs> this, and they... Is, this is big. We need a whole like team of cutouts down here that we can just look at and eventually start talking to when we lose our minds. I, I like this for us, getting figure, into the cutout game. I'm going to start with Ruffalo. Yeah. See how good the quality is. If it's solid, I'm going to get a bunch more. Mm, a bunch more Ruffalos, yes. specifically. An army, uh, an army of Ruffalo soldiers. I don't see why I couldn't just fill the whole basement with various cutouts. There's some really funny ones on this web. I think it's celebritycutouts.com. They had... I was torn. Uh, there was a guy who's in the news this week, Army Hammer. Oh yeah, I thought about getting a cardboard cutout of him. Topical, fun. I my friend of the show Rian made a good point that Ruffalo is perfect because he's like right in the pocket of like, is this a bit or not? Yeah, it's like some people see that and be like, what was someone throwing this away and you took it? Like, why do you have this? Army Hammer would obviously be a bit, and if I got like Ben Affleck, which I Ooh, might, which I might, you should. I love Ben Affleck. Although, is he six three in real life or six four? Because the the guys that Good are question. the website can only make up to six three, Ooh. so if you're above six foot three, your height wouldn't be accurate. And I want like true to size. Interesting. Because I like to you know measure myself against other men. Yeah, you were sending some fun options in the thread earlier. There was a John Depp floating around, a Jason Momoa. The Momoa one we mentioned as a joke. I didn't think there'd be anyone on earth who actually made a Jason Momoa standee. <laughs> 
All right, my man. I'm thinking like we could put one in the corner right there and then another one in the corner over there where I'm going to get the Mortal Kombat machine. Yeah, do they have some sort of a like buy three, get one free deal? The shipping is $15. I'm wondering if it stays $15 for multiple guys. That'll be the test. And we'll see how good Ruffalo is. If he's great, I'm going to load up. Yeah. You made a lot of purchases this week. That new TV. Got a new TV popping. The chill zone's really filling out down here. The chill zone. We got the posters coming in. Flyers, posters. (laughs) Everybody's looking for Amanda. (laughs) And then the new 77-inch TV and Sonos sound system. So the the chill zone is starting to become much more chill. You heard that right, folks. Ank got a 77-inch television down here. Which is really just like laughably large. It looks dope. Yeah, you started laughing when you saw it. I was like, wow. <laughs> We're bringing the movies here to the chill zone since we can't go to them in this day and age. Well, I figure if we can't mm. go to a movie, or at least we can but not in a good way, mm. might as well yeah. settle in, You're setting set it things up, up at home. Nice down here. Yeah. It's dope. It's going to be good down here when we're done. It's getting there. Mm. We're getting there. Oh, yeah. Um, What else is in the news? Anything good? Mostly bad news this week, I'm noticing. I mean, I want to mention real quick that you're back on Letterboxd. I am. The fun movie social media app that I've mentioned from time to time. And they give you a cool like year-end wrap-up that uh, like tells you all these stats. Mine gave me some fucking fucked-up news that I wasn't ready for. My most watched actor of 2020, Ben Stiller. And my most watched director was Jay Roach. What? Who directs the... At first I was like, this doesn't even make sense. Until I remember that he directed the Austin Powers movies. In addition to the Meet the Parents and Fockers. Because I was like, I watched Meet the Parents and maybe Fockers, but... How did this happen? So you watched all the Powers movies and Meet the Parents and Fockers. That's five. Yeah. And probably some of the Powers even more than once. Did you watch Little Fockers? That would be six. I didn't. So that's just five. that movie is unwatchable. I wonder who my most uh, watched director would be. Yeah, that's why if you use it... Usually snuff film directors are anonymous. So I don't know if they'll be able (laughs) to categorize that for me. Most watched director. Unknown. Yeah, I'm interested. I'm going to try to stick with it. Do you do it if you only watch like three quarters of a movie you've already seen before and fall asleep or something? Or do you only do it with completed flicks? Only completed. Because I watched about like 80% of The Big Lebowski the other night and then like wrote a review on it just because and I felt guilty. I was like, "Eh, I didn't quite finish it. That's fine. It still counts. It's good as just like a a way to remember. You can leave through your little movie diary and be like, oh, yeah. For me, it's 90% about knowing exactly how many movies I watch in a year. Yeah. Like, that's all I care about. That's what I'm driving at. Folks, I had over 400 in 2020. I'm looking to pump those numbers up. I think you could easily get to 500 if you commit to two movies a day. Oh, yeah. I'm in there. Which isn't that crazy if you just wake up a little early and go to bed a little late. Which I do. Or just quit your job entirely. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A lot of great ideas. Did you notice that Kirstie Alley from Cheers was in the news this week? Because she went to bat for Donald Trump on Twitter. I was hoping that fat actress was getting a reboot. Well, she's still fat. (laughs) Yeah. She's not really an actress, but she's very fat. Remember when she had a show called Fat Actress? That was wild. 
She really leaned into that in the most like obvious deadpan way imaginable. But yeah, she's a Trump person these days. I can't believe this is supposed to be the Cheers theme. I'm about to splinter my laptop into pieces. Yeah, I hate like- Like what the fuck? You know how funny that would have been if the real Cheers theme needle dropped and I get this fucking Gary Portnoy? Yeah, like the elevator music version fuck of off, it? Fuck off, Gary. What the fuck? Well, I guess she went on Twitter and got really upset that everybody was against Trump after the Capitol siege. And she said that comparing... And then Donald Trump's Twitter got deactivated last Friday. Terrific. And she compared him having his Twitter deleted to uh, slavery in America. That's a fair comparison. Basically, same thing, right? Not having a Twitter account, being in shackles and forced to take care of another guy's property and you know your women being raped and getting whipped and stuff that's about the same as not being able to send out 90 second messages 90 character messages right basically exactly the same very legitimate comparison yeah i love how all the trump people really like lean into it in such a way where it's like do you just want everyone to hate you and like never get anything even resembling work ever again i don't know i love they're all just like fucking like here I am. Look at how shitty I am. Like, can you even handle this? It's just like, okay, whatever. A lot of people like the smarter, quote unquote, Trump supporters are doing the thing where they just take shots at Biden now. Mm. And like about how bad he's going to do. Oh, come on, man. Why don't we? Hey, come man. on, man. <laughs> Why don't we just let him into the White House and maybe give him a chance before we decide that he's going to be the worst president in history? Because yeah. I don't know. Yeah, let's He just... might be okay. Yeah, let's just let them handle that for a while and like try to concentrate on other things. I'm trying to concentrate on bits over here. I Me can't, too. I can't have all these fucking political pundits in my ears. <clears throat> the fuggetti. Did you see that? <laughs> Warner Brothers is delaying the release of the Sopranos prequel film oh, The Many on. Saints of Newark from March 12th. It was... About to come out on HBO Max on March 12th. It's now getting delayed till September for reasons unknown. This is a weird one because it's not like it was going to come out on HBO Max and now it's still going to come out on HBO Max just nine months later for just a toy with us. So we have to wait to see if James Gandolfini's real life son has the chops to act as young Tony. What the fuck? You fucking better have those fucking chops or I'm going to be fucking pissed off. And see that guy playing Young Junior and all that stuff. I'm not even that jazzed for the the Sopranos prequel. I'm not either, to be honest. I can only hope to be like surprisingly delighted by it. I'm hoping that it's watchable. Hmm. I'm hoping that I can walk out of that or I guess not walk out of anything anymore, but shut it off and go, okay, that was better than I thought it was going to be is the yeah. best case scenario in that that situa- yeah. situation. Because like none of the original cast is involved. James no. Gandolfini is dead. What the fuck? His son is playing him. Eh. It's historically prequels are bad. Mm. I can't think of a single good one. You clearly haven't seen uh, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> But yeah, prequels, they're always just like a mess. You're always just wondering, like, you know the outcome of the characters, so you're just... It's got to be really good to make it worth doing, and it rarely is. Brain Wilson is no longer attached, right? That's a fully dead rumor. Yeah, there was a while where he was going to play the young version of Uncle June, and that was, like, keeping me up at night. 
imagining. That like very, very upsetting. Well, let's hope it's okay. I'm yeah. actually furious that it got delayed. Fury I don't even care if I'm into the movie. It getting anything getting delayed at this point just makes me mad. Yeah, it's like I need all this content. I need need all of it. I can't wait. Good serve. And as you alluded to earlier, Army Hammer, all over the goddamn news this week. He is allegedly a cannibal yeah, like, and eats women for fun. Someone like, people were posting this exchange that this woman he was involved with like screenshotted of them on Instagram. It's him saying, um, I am 100% a cannibal. I want to eat you. Fuck, that's scary to admit. Never admitted that before. I've cut the heart out of a living animal before and eaten it while still warm. You sucked his dick. <laughs> yeah, you know what it is. As he, far as scandals go, it's just like what a fun one. This guy's. We got Army Hammer as a cannibal. Who he's saw this coming? Super rich. Like yeah. he grew up super rich, and oh, yeah. then he got super successful in Hollywood with you know a bunch of turkeys. If his and... name sounds familiar, Arm and Hammer. He's part of that like. Right, the Arm and Hammer dough fortune. I feel like they have oil money too, which is one of those oh, like yeah. when people say, "Oh, they have oil money." That's like, yeah, that's that, like make that's like Bill Gates money. Yeah, so that's Doe Island. I'm pretty stuff. sure he. I think he like lived in the Virgin Islands or something. Like he didn't even. He had a very irregular life and still does. Mm. And usually, with that comes abnormalities. Like, oh, I don't know, eating a woman's skin for. Mm. you know to get aroused and yeah. he is newly divorced he's got a weird dating history in the last few months like a bunch of random los angeles types oh my guess is he's never actually wanted to eat a person before but it's one of those things that like talking about it gets them all jacked up mm. and this woman just got mad at him because he didn't call her back and she just she said okay i'll just put these screenshots on the internet then fuck you yeah which is like which is stuff like this makes it seem like it's really not worth it being a celebrity. Being taken down by something so right. odd. And he had to drop out of the J-Lo movie that was supposed to film in the Dominican. <laughs> is that the one with Owen Wilson, the romantic comedy? Oh, wow. That I'm not I sure think so. about. But I mean, we've been robbed of a J-Lo, Army Hammer, chemistry-filled action comedy. Can I you mean... imagine? He's like the, <laughs> the dudsy friend. Yeah. Who's her shoulder to cry on when Owen Wilson does her wrong or something? How you doing? I'm involved in a little bit of a capo over here. Oh, yeah. He was supposed to go to the DR and film for a few months, and he said he couldn't leave his family at a time like this, basically making it seem like he's guiltier than ever. And I, I want to believe him because I do. I actually like Army. I'm not really sure why. I get a kick out of him. He's okay in some stuff. I'm a fan of the Lone Ranger. He's good. Yeah, you really are, aren't you? That's real. That's that's not a bit at all. No. When we get that John Depp standee, I need to take like a photo of you dressed up as the Lone Ranger <laughs> standing next to John. That's a green light. Where do you think he got his taste for human flesh? Maybe when he was eating that cummy peach in Call Me By Your Name? Timmy. Th uh, Timmy. Timmy Chalamet's cum peach. I don't know. I, the, the whole thing. It's... Yeah, such I'm a weird good. one. He had an, another weird story a couple years ago. He's always, He doesn't get canceled in like a standard way. He gets canceled for like being too wacky. Speaking of crazy news, did you see that Casey Anthony, who Ooh. was in the news years ago for allegedly murdering her 
like two-year-old daughter in the bathtub or something. Mm. And she got away with it. She was acquitted. And they said she didn't do it. But everybody, it's kind of an OJ situation where everybody does not believe that. Hey, Twitter world. <laughs> but yes. It happens. <laughs> anyway, she opened a private investigation firm Whoa. in Florida, but did not get the proper licenses. Oh, shit. So she's kind of operating it illegally. And what is she investigating? Yeah. Herself? Do you think she'd give me a gig? <laughs> you got to move down to Florida and you're working for Casey Anthony PI. Yeah, I'm investigating her at her company. Love it. I'm seeing that as sort of like a Get Shorty Ooh. meets, you know, like an Elmore Leonard kind of yes. feel to it. You're slinking around like Carl Hyacinth vibes. Yeah. You're in Florida. You're. I'll get into my Gene Hackman kind of sure. mode. Like, okay, Mr. O'Selznick, you, uh, <laughs> that, uh, what a wacky... A lot of wacky stories this week. Casey Anthony P.I. Fucking. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I, that's like a, an L.A. noir. I can't even think of the. It just made me, it made me laugh. It's one of those TMZ stories where it's like, I don't even know where they got that, but okay. Yeah. They, they pull up some. I get most of my news from TMZ. I must admit they have some they have the funniest headlines at least. They'll go like Casey Anthony's a private investigator. The White House is getting taken over. Oh by the way, like fucking Grimes has COVID. And then like they'll do a bunch of birthdays and then they'll talk about like a movie that got canceled and then like mm. I don't know, some sort of a celebrity sex scandal. Basically everything you need. All the good stuff. But yes, Casey Anthony will hire me and I'll reignite the X-Files over there. That'll be all dope. Um, did you see that new Netflix trailer for their big slate of 2021 movies? No, but aren't there like 70 of them coming? Yes. I read that. I think they're trying to upstage HBO Max because they had their reveal like our whole, all our theatrical movies for 2021 are hitting HBO Max, like a movie a month. So Netflix is like, what do you think of this? We got a fucking movie a week. I don't know if we want to like play the video. It's kind of long, but... The fucking the Just slate. Give me the cliff notes. Anything good? The slate of movies that they're about to unleash on the world has me concerned. There's a a new movie called Thunder Force, okay, which features Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer, who we know as Ma, as superheroes. I do love them. I must admit. It's going to be bad, but I'm going to be into it anyway. That sounds like it has wild hogs potential. Yes. And it looks like it has a huge budget. It's just like <laughs> who, whoever made this happen, like, okay, I can get down with this. I, I think there's somebody in Hollywood who genuinely believes that Melissa McCarthy is just waiting for her next bridesmaids. They're like, we just got to keep giving her any minute now. It's going to well, stick. Yeah. She can be funny. It's just she made so many turkeys in a row. She was in a fucking movie that came out on HBO Max last month where... She's like talking to her cell phone that's voiced by James Corden. I'm pretty sure I had it in the shuts. What does James Corden want from us? Yes. <laughs> Please go away, sir. And yeah, let Melissa McCarthy do like a fun, good movie again. Maybe this will be it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I do like her. I get a kick out of her. She's less annoying than Jenny McCarthy. Yeah. Like just let her be like all vulgar and wacky. Sure. And she is thing. not Chris Farley. So like stop trying to make her so. Yeah. Just. Like, she had her one serious movie that somehow made it into an Oscar nomination. Mm. What was that called again? Oh, like, yeah. I Can Never Forget Him or Can You Ever, can you ever forgive, forgive Me? me. Yeah. 
Which was fine. I bought it on iTunes because it was one of those. Remember when they would do that? Like you could only buy. Oh, they still do, I guess. But it was the like, Oscar season comes out and you can only buy. And I just wanted to see all the Oscar noms. And Very sneaky. It's not great. Mm-mm. It's fine. But, you know, they're going to keep giving her sw- swings and she's going to keep taking them. And, yeah. you know, it is what it is. Netflix, I have very little hope. Yeah. Very little. Speaking of that. They in this trailer they unleashed that Lin Manuel Miranda's directorial oh, debut is being greenlit by Netflix, and it's him. <laughs> it's him doing a whole bit like like oh I'm getting to make my first movie, and then they show Halle Berry and she's like I'm making my first movie over here, and like they do like a Jinx thing, and it's just like I'm glad you guys are having fun like playing around with this fortune making turkeys because no one else is having fun watching the movies. Or I assume we won't. I don't know. I don't have high hopes for Lynn Manuel's directorial debut. Halle Berry's I could maybe get down with. Lin, don't you- I I don't like Lynn Manuel. I just don't. No. And I think that Hamilton is not my thing, but I can at least appreciate why people enjoy it. It's one of those things that just was sort of a runaway hit, and they've just given him a blank check ever since. I remember they put it on Disney Plus, like a filmed version of the play. And I put it on like, oh, fuck, I bet I'd like this. And I, it's horrible. Like, you remember when Monty actually signed up for a Disney Plus free trial just to watch Hamilton and then canceled it to not be charged? I do. <laughs> okay. Just to make sure that that is, I want that on record. Yeah, and I think he spins the soundtrack often. He's like actually, and a lot of people are like he actual He listens to the Hamilton. soundtrack? Oh, yeah, that's real. Oh, fuck. He revealed Monty, that. help me out with this. Please deny that. <laughs> but yeah, so the turkey slate. There's also a movie with Ryan Reynolds and The Rock, which is an absolute dog shit duo <laughs> that I don't want to see in anything ever again. They like tried, they tested that duo in Hobbs and Shaw, and we were disgusted. I don't know why they're continuing that. I feel like there's going to be some dick jokes. <laughs> well, you know, I had to have the... <laughs> The seam of my pants taken, you know, on account of my big D.I. Like, yes. I make this joke in literally everything I'm in because I have nothing else. Yes, Dwayne, we know. You're 6'5", 300 pounds. If you had a normal size dick, it would look really, really weird. <laughs> yes. Which I think that must be what's going on. There's no other explanation. I think he has a nice, like, five inch. Just, uh-huh. just dangling off that gigantic frame. No doubt. True, true baller move. But yeah, Netflix has a bunch of turkeys coming out. I'm worried about all of them, but we'll probably watch every single one of them and review them here on the program. Did you see that Screech, a.k.a. Dustin Diamond from Saved by the Bell, has cancer? Wow. And he might die? I didn't. Screech? Yeah. You're telling me even... I I didn't mean to bring you to a screeching halt with that news, (laughs) but I I just think it's important (laughs) that we we let everyone know that he and Mario Lopez have recently reconnected amidst the fact that Mario Lopez was able to keep the career momentum going. And, you know, Dustin Hoffman basically just made a sex tape and got rape charges and then Mm. then was canceled and disappeared forever. You said Dustin Hoffman, which was dope, but (laughs) accurate. (laughs) Sam, strike that. I want a chimichanga. not a rapist. Yes, although I think he got canceled for something Did he? back in the day. At least he's talented. Dustin Diamond's shit. I think every Dustin is just... It's a bad name. Yeah. At least go by Dusty. <laughs> Dusty? Call me Dusty. But yeah, that uh, that's fucked up. We're yeah. pulling for you. We may uh, lose Screech. Are we Screech guys? I'm going to say no. But we're pulling for him anyway. Cause for whatever. Bitwise purposes, I'll say I'm a big 
big Screech guy. And that if he dies, I probably won't be able to do the show anymore. I'll I'd say so he's probably like, my least favorite Saved by the Bell character. Are you a Lisa Turtle guy? No. Nah. Yeah. I feel like she turned on her own race. I'm out on her too. Ooh. Interesting take. Race trader. Lark Voorhees, do you have a rebuttal? Send it into enough the podcast at gmail.com. Um, I of all of them, I, I do like Mark Paul Gossler the best. Yeah. Franklin and Bash is probably my favorite show of all time. Wow. That's fucked up. Sam, also strike that from the record, if you could. You can act like a man! Did you see that Chris Evans is nearing a deal to reprise his role as Captain America? Which is probably the most unsurprising thing anyone's ever heard. That's not even... Yeah. Were he... Like, oh, you mean he was going to turn down the $100 million payday? Yeah. yeah, that sounds logical. They didn't waste any time. Like, in Avengers Endgame, they do this whole storyline where it ends with him as an old man through a bunch of time travel nonsense. So you're like, oh, they're, they're ending this character. But now they've clearly, after six months, they were like, you know what? What if we just made a bunch more? And yeah. Chris Evans was like, you know what? I like Doe. I'm doing that fucking sure. Buzz Lightyear prequel him explaining the fact that it's not it's like a buzz lightyear the man origin story that's the most frustrating news i've ever heard this isn't the superhero captain america this is about the man that the hero is based on okay great (laughs) like okay chris he's being said so he's locked in forever chris evans if you want to play fenway frank you've got the role you don't need to audition although i would like it if you would audition just so i could iron out some wrinkles Years ago, we had Chris Evans. (laughs) He was Fenway Frank. And he was dope as fuck. He leaked his dick on Twitter. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Told everybody it was an accident. Classic. What what a great accident. (laughs) Something about putting your dick out on the internet. You don't just do it. Yeah. It don't add inches to your dick. You gotta take it. Sneaking in real departed dialogue. But yeah, they they say he'll be back in like a the way Iron Man was back after they did his trilogy movies. He'll just be like a side guy in another character's movie. And they've decided that the Avengers movies are no longer going to happen, or are they probably going to sneak another one of those in too? They're just going to wait a while because they killed off the biggest one and made Captain America old, but now he's back, so they'll probably make another one in like a handful of years once they start doing all this again. But they still have, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy. They're going to, like, smush these characters into whatever movie they can. I don't know. It's a whole thing. Does Guardians of the Galaxy still pay Vin Diesel $40 million to do the voice of that little Groot guy? Yes. And if you're wondering if he does his voice recordings standing on stilts so he can get more into the character of a tree creature named Groot, Mm. he does. (laughs) (sighs) I don't... I appreciate Vin and all of his work. I, you know Likewise, what it is? Likewise, obviously. I've, I, we've done this rant enough times for me to not waste time with it. But we, we could do it <clears> once more. I've had it with Marvel movies, just holding actors hostage. Yes. Like, who, who are they going like, to... I honestly like Chris Evans in other stuff. I think he's good. Hmm. I think that there was potential for him to make... I don't know. Yeah, that's when another, these actors... 
That's when Puncture. these actors make the most interesting movies. When like, okay, I have like a unfathomable fortune from making Marvel movies for ten years. Now I can make some real movies. Yeah. Like I can, yeah. Like, but they don't seem to be doing that. I don't know. It's well. I mean, I think they just once they get into that Marvel universe, they probably have their hooks in them, and they say like, well, you can't make anything that's too racy yeah. or too this, too that. It's like, what do you really need to go make this indie with like Todd Salons? <laughs> <laughs> or we'll give you $15 million to show up on a green screen and fucking say all the things that you say. And they're just like, fuck, you got me. Yeah. And I also saw this headline made me laugh. Liam Neeson plans to retire from action films after a couple more this year. Just a couple more. <laughs> yeah. Him just like, like, I'm going to sneak in a couple more of these turkeys if any of them become like an accidental franchise, I'll make them until I die. But if they don't, I'm going to retire. That's it's what's happening. Take a stand. He, he's made the same movie over and over again for 15 years. Yeah. Every six months, there's a new one of these movies where you're like, is this new? I guess it's new. Like and nobody has a problem with it. Yeah. There's just all the dads in the world are just like, oh. He's another honest thief. Let me sink my teeth into this. It's sunk in for me that he just keeps making this <gasps> hiccups. He keeps making the same movie over and over again when I saw The Grey in theaters with my dad. That's AMC. actually like the best of the Liam right. Neeson post-Taken movies. I like The Grey. Yeah. That's the one where he's like fighting, fighting wolves. Wolf, CGI wolves in the snow. Yeah. That is a great scene where he's yelling at the sky like it's God. Like waiting for something to happen and it doesn't, because God doesn't exist. Liam Neeson told us this, but yeah, everything he does now is just like, oof. Dude's out to lunch. Yeah, and I mean, he's pissing his pants. I bet you he doesn't stop. Like him as like an action hero beating guys up in his late sixties is sort of unbelievable. Yeah, and I don't think that's stopping anybody. Like Mel Gibson made The Expendables three when he was seventy, so Ooh. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he'll keep doing it. They'll wrangle him back for Expendables 4, which I'm surprised they haven't done already. It just seems like to keep everyone busy, they'd keep making those movies. They're all so old. Sylvester Stallone looks like he was built in a laboratory. I think of all of those guys, Dolph Lundgren and Arnold are holding it together the best. Arnold's the fucking best dude ever. He looks pretty good. Yeah, he looks great. I'm a fan of mischief. And speaking of fucking Expendables, Bruce Willis was oh, asked... I wrote that down, too. He was asked to leave a pharmacy the what other a day... dickhead. ...for refusing to wear a mask. Can we get over the no mask bullshit now? Yeah, Just it's like, fucking wear it. Yeah, like, nobody wants Fuck. to wear a mask. You're, you're a famous person in a fucking convenience store in Los Angeles. Yeah. The like, most annoying part is that he had a bandana around his neck. Yeah. All he had to do was lift it over his face. Yeah, like, what kind of a fucking dope are you? Someone on Twitter had such a great bit that was like, he was just in Rite Aid trying to buy some of his movies. <laughs> I wish That's I could, funny. I wish I remember who it was because that was a fucking hot one. Well, the way I see it is, is it that difficult to just, if anything, as an A-list celebrity, don't you want a break from everyone in America recognizing you everywhere all the time? Yeah, they got so many shots of him. It's like, were you trying to like be in the news for 
being a fucking shitty idiot that everyone's going to make fun of for not wearing a mask? Like, what are you doing? Kevin Smith tweet that you sent me made me laugh. What was it like? Oh, that sounds like a bit of a cop out. Yeah. (laughs) Which is notoriously the movie that Kevin Smith directed with Bruce Willis, where Bruce was a bit of a diva. Oh, yes. Yeah, he seems like a nightmare to work with. And as we discussed the other day, even in my favorite movie, Pulp Fiction, Mm. literally Mickey Rourke, better movie. How you doing? Um... What's Especially the these days, like Eric Roberts, better movie. Yeah, Bruce Willis these days is famous for he has a a one million dollars a day rate to be in movies, and that's why he basically only does straight to video like action movie turkeys, where he's only in a couple scenes because they could only get him for like two days at that rate, and he just mails it in like you've never even seen before right because a real movie they'd need him for a few weeks yeah and it's you know not logical to pay a man like bruce willis several million dollars just to be a bit player in the background and like i don't think anybody who really has the budget like i don't think christopher nolan would want to work with him no and that's why like 10 years ago he was still kind of every once in a while he'd make like a movie like looper like a real movie with a real director and he was in like moonrise kingdom that wes anderson movie but now he just does straight-to-video dog shit. Like, he's just mailing it into the point where it's just, it's sad to see. Like, he used to be good. Now he's just like a joke of a dude. To you me, could replace him in everything that he ever did except for the original Die Hard. That's it. Yeah. And then the other Die Hards could have been made with somebody else and no one would have cared. Yeah, like, there's some other stuff. Like, he had his moments. He used to give a shit. It's now he just shows up and makes that face he makes and everything. Just like, hey, it's me. Hey. What do you like about it? (laughs) Exactly. I'm fucking tired of it. Oh, I had an idea. We're putting Bruce in the fucking obits. Get out of here. If you could bear with me. I would love to. What do you got? Oh, my God. All right, men. Holy shit. Are we in the corner? I haven't been here in a bit, but get your dick in your hand. Okay, done. This week, football coach Bill Belichick from the New England Patriots Kid. was offered the Medal of Freedom from President Donald Trump. Wow. A beautiful moment. In light of the Capitol siege, Belichick decided to refuse the medal and say that it is not what he and the Patriots organization are about. Wow. That's it. Stay tuned to <laughs> the Sports Corner next week. We got more news and more sports and Bill Belichick and all that other stuff and put your dick away before you go back to work sports corner (laughs) nailed it me filling that little void Mm. yeah i thought you might like that true pro stuff but yeah trump offered him the medal and he refused which i think is very funny yeah that i didn't hear that he refused. refused i was gonna say it's probably embarrassing like at this moment in time to be like given a medal from trump it's like dude fucking fuck off i don't want it i don't want anything to do with you no one on earth it's over wants anything to do with him anymore <laughs> yeah. and it's beautiful yeah like no thank you but yeah like a medal from the president <laughs> i couldn't be bothered get Get it out of my sight. I mean, Bill Belichick's won the Super Bowl like 14 times. I really don't think at this point in his career he needs Donald Trump's validation. Mm. I really don't. No one at any point in their career has needed Donald Trump's What's validation. What's he going to do with that medal? Yeah. Fucking Put it up on a shelf, like a photo of him and Trump shaking hands. Terrific. I love that. I hate my father. I hate my life. But I feel great, man. 
that makes me like Belichick more and makes me a little bit more of a sports guy. I'm a sporto. He's in. I don't know if you knew that based on how, how sp- tight this the sports corner is, but a couple sportos over here. I mean, we also got The Umbrella Academy, a Netflix superhero show that I don't think we watch, but it's a popular program, I think. They casted some new people or cast. How do you say it? Either one is acceptable, I believe. They cast Cassie David, Larry David's dope daughter, as part of their new superhero team. And also Genesis Rodriguez. And some sidecar who I don't know, who they don't have his name here, and a floating cube rounding out the cast of the Umbrella Academy. So, yeah, nepotism stuff. I mean, <laughs> I've never seen her act in anything, but I like, she's like a fun... She's probably got it. Yeah. She's good looking enough to carry it. I'm, I have high hopes for her. Yeah. She's funny. Too. She, you know, I didn't read it. But there's a memoir that she wrote that people seem to enjoy. I heard her on Whitney Cummings' podcast. Yeah. She has a good personality. She's Larry David's daughter, so there's pretty much nothing that would make me say I don't have high hopes for this woman's career. Yeah. It's so funny what a babe she is, considering she's LD's daughter. It's like yeah, he, His ex-wife was probably good-looking. I don't remember. Yeah, actually, it makes total sense. Now that That's usually how... That, well, <laughs> yeah. you usually think you need two good-looking people to make somebody as good-looking as her, but mm. maybe you don't. But yeah, maybe that'll get me on board with the Umbrella Academy once and for all. But probably not. I couldn't get into it. I tried. Yeah. I think I watched like two episodes and that was pretty much the end for me. It's yeah, it's a messy show. Where they're, they're trying stuff, but it's just like, eh, who could be bothered? Too many superheroes. I've had it with heroes. And people think it's just this foolproof formula that's never going to fail. And they just mm. get a couple of recognizable celebrities and put them in tight clothes and... To be, in my opinion, the only superhero program or film or anything really that I've really been wanting to sink my teeth into is The Boys mm. on Amazon. That's, That's been it. the best one of recent. Blows all the other ones years. out of the water. Yeah. Enough is enough. And did you see Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem have been eyed to play Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz? With Aaron Sorkin writing and directing a movie called Being the Ricardos for Amazon Studios. It's me. Yeah. It's like Anton Chigurh, like, Lucy, you got some splinting to do. I know absolutely nothing about Lucy, and I just put this on, like, and I put this on, and that's all I got. Yeah, that's enough. I guess this is the I Love Lucy theme song. I guess it is. Which is a funny show. I've seen, I've seen an episode like here and there over the years, and it is funny. I get why it's one of the shows from that era that people still talk about. Mm. Weren't they Lucy uh, and Desi married in real life, and they oh yeah also were married in the show, and then they had a horrible falling out, and it was weird, and they were like yes. the first celebrity divorce ever, and it was a whole thing. Yeah, yeah I'm sure this movie will explore like all that. Have they done drama. the like dark underbelly of Lucille Ball's life yet? Movie biopic. I don't think so. Why don't they do that? I can't really see Nicole Kidman like nailing this role though. I can't really see her playing Lucille Ball. She's got I chops. I don't. It's a strange casting. Yeah, she's good, but she'd be I don't like know. Kathy Griffin. Yeah, I could see that more so. Oddly enough, just like gut reaction wise. Hey, you're kooky. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld is the devil. There it is. 
Do you ever draw up some? You loose, gotta shut up. Do you ever draw up a good Lucy? You got some explaining to do. Living with, with Lucy, my girlfriend Lucy. Yeah. Um, my dad, I believe, dropped that line when he first met her. That's and classic. Love it. She said she had not heard that before, which made me laugh really hard because it's like, really? Yeah, it's like a generation behind. She isn't even getting hit with "I Love Lucy" bits. I do not use that joke on her. Me and your dad will we'll keep tonight. them alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my dad can fire that joke off again, like it never happened. That's good. But yeah, Aaron Sorkin, something different from him. I don't know if he has the chops to pull off such a, such a movie. <laughs> he sucks. I, he's good as a writer. I don't like him as a director. That fucking trial Agreed, of the yeah. Chicago 7 movie almost <sighs> put That'll me in That'll win an Oscar, too. It'll probably win Best Picture at this uh, fucked up Oscars that shouldn't happen Let's this watch year. this fucked up Oscars on the giant TV and just have like a big heavy sigh for throughout <laughs> the entire ceremony. Done. Sold. We'll have to do, I would like, when is the Oscars? In April? I they think bumped it, right? It's normally... It's normally ar- February. It's normally like right around now. But I think this year they're doing it in like March or April. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll do the show the night of the Oscars. That'll yeah. be fun. It'll be a whole yeah. Turkey Boys Oscar extravaganza. They're going to be bad. Oh, did yeah. you see, speaking of the Oscars, did you see John Schaffer from metal uh-huh. band Iced Earth Ooh. is wanted now for being a participant in the insurrection at the Capitol last week. Whoa. He's a big Trump guy, and there are photos of him in the Capitol. You're telling me my guy from Iced Earth? Is fucking... Let me play a little snippet of Iced Earth so that the fans at home can hear how yeah. enjoyable they are. They're not even one of my favorite metal bands of that ilk. I'm much more of a Iron Maiden, Halloween type guy, but Iced Earth had some cuts. It's so funny the amount of people that are getting like pulled out of the woodwork from yeah, like footage. It's like, oh, you were at the... Some Olympic swimmer got tagged. They, yeah. There was a guy who was an Air Force combat veteran who had all of his fatigues with his specific logos on them. Yeah. People are going through forensically and de- deciphering who the participants are. The Olympics guy was wearing his Olympic medal. It's like, no good? Like, did you want to? Was it the medal? Was it the actual medal? That's what I heard. Oh, God. Someone mentioned that. I think it was, something. I heard it was a Team USA jacket is what I heard. Oh, it was probably that, yeah. Speaking of which, this song sucks. This is Iced Earth. Yeah, they're not the best. Maybe he deserved to get canceled for being a fucked up Trump dude. Anyone who's that into Trump to actually go to that Capitol thing, you're so out to lunch, I don't even know. Yeah, Iced Earth. Yeah, I'm out on them. They're not even dope. This is terrible. Folks, this check out... This sounds like a Trump guy. A good example of a band like this, Sonata Arctica. Or Maiden or Halloween, as I mentioned. Those are the greats. And Sonata Arctica's best song is Full Moon. Full Moon! Cut the funny City. part about Full Moon is that... Oh, there it is. <laughs> Such a fucking jam. Should we just play the entire five minutes yeah. without in silence? I was just thinking, like, how do we get onto this tangent where we're like revealing what power metal guys we are? Or at least I this am. This song's awesome. I'll fall on the sword of power metal. Sounds like a thing that would happen. But yeah, while we're listening to this, did you see Darren Aronofsky's new movie, The Whale, was announced? And it will star Brendan Fraser? Folks, Brendan Fraser is back. In this movie, The Whale, the synopsis reads, The story of a reclusive English teacher suffering from severe obesity 
who attempts to reconnect with his estranged teenage daughter for one last chance of redemption. Couldn't sound more like a Darren Aronofsky movie. Basically sounds like The Wrestler, only about a fat guy instead of a wrestler. And we got Brendan Fraser in the lead role. This is going to be a masterpiece. I can't wait. I've been saying that he needs a revival for like the last five years. It's this true. is the good part. Give it a second. You've been saying this. This is for you, Brendan Fraser. <laughs> We're pulling for you. We're Fraser fans. He's fat and he's back. It's about damn time. <laughs> now this is such a cut. Yeah, I can't. We can't just play all of it. I really want to. We probably just got the whole show deleted for playing a minute and 28 seconds of Sonata Arctica. Oh. Some one of our CIA hackers up there is deleting us as we speak. Oh. But yeah, Darren Aronofsky, he's always doing something like really weird and unexpected, which I respect. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb right now and say that's going to be the flick of the year. I'm into it. I love like a depressing sob story. He loves like a good revival too. Yeah. Fraser, like Mickey Rourke heck? was fucking gone at that point. He yeah. had done what? Like Sin City and that's it. In my mitts. Which was great, but it was very niche. Yeah, that brought him like back fully. That got him a role in a Marvel movie. It was such a big deal. <laughs> and then, yeah, then he wasted all his goodwill. Like Dice's revival with Entourage. Oh, I'm over here now. And then his Showtime show and moderately successful tour. And my movie with Woody Allen. Oh, I forgot about that. All right. I do love Dice. He's one of the greats. Wait, is he? I'm like, uh, myself. He's great. He's fun. It's funny that he exists. I love him. Yes. Nina Dobrev had a birthday this week. Ooh. Ba- babe of the show. She's a babe. She's 53 years old. 53. No, Wait, that I, can't I'm be I'm joking. Real. Uh, she's probably say. younger than we are. Yeah. <laughs> um... That's all I have for news. Did you shut anything or do you have more news? I, don't I mean, wanna, I don't want to skip the rest of your, your action packed news. A little more news. Warner Brothers has submitted Wonder Woman 1984 for consideration for 15 Academy Awards, including Best Actress, Best Director, and Best Picture. To which I say, why did you do that? <laughs> to what end would you even consider that anyone would consider this? A lot of people. Said they hated it. Yeah. I don't know anyone that enjoyed it, but I wouldn't be surprised if Patty Jenkins still wins something for this. Yeah, she takes home Best Director, even though everyone on Earth hated this movie. Mm. We'll probably Did you know she directed an episode of Entourage? Kid. Gal Gadot has been in an episode of Entourage. I learned this from Victory, the podcast. Doug Allen, creator of Entourage's new podcast with Kevin Dillon and Kevin Connolly. Oh, yeah. Wow. Which I, I am a big fan of and listened to several episodes of this week alone. That's fucked up. And I'm glad that you're getting in there. I need to, I'm behind. I, I got too excited at the fact that it existed to even listen to it. <laughs> but it does feature Johnny Drama shouting victory in every episode. Uh, baby bro. Uh. Um, yeah. I but don't yeah, know I'm, about that. I'm going to have to watch that uh, Gal Gadot episode of that. And check that she's out. She's probably just like a pop by. Yeah. I don't recall her being a major player. Yeah, Although we just... didn't really know who she was back then. That I mean, that's showing off the air in what, like 2013? That's true. That probably got her the gig in the Fast Familia, one might imagine. Mm-hmm. And did you see that Lady Gaga will sing the national anthem for the Joe Biden and Kamala Harris inauguration that will evidently like take place over a full week? 
They're gonna do like a whole big hoopla for this inauguration. <laughs> J-Lo also set to perform Army Hammerless. But, Army uh, Hammer's not going to perform? No. Just going to come out on stage and read his tweets and DMs? <laughs> he should be in the crowd doing his dance from uh, Call Me By Your Name that everyone likes to bit in meme form. But yeah, Lady Gaga for the Joe Biden inauguration. Is Joe Biden going to like creepily play with her hair while she sings one of her You don't think he'll, he'll take a good tuppers? smell of her neck? Yeah. I want my man to get in there. I mean, I'd like to see Pitbull or Vin Diesel or... One of my guys at this performance, mm. but what can you do? Yeah, it's a strange time. Lady Gaga's got some cuts. I'm sure she'll put on a a performance of substance. I don't think they need to have a big s- inauguration song and dance. Like it's not a celebration just because Trump's out. Yeah, like, Biden's like- probably going to drive us into the ground too. But like like I said earlier, give him a chance. That doesn't mean celebrate him yeah, just because like, he's not Trump. Yeah, they're like, just because nothing's on right now. They're like, let's do like a week of content and like shows. It'll, it'll be terrible. The whole thing. It'll oh. be, I can't even imagine. What are we going to tune in to watch that on? Like Shudder, the network? Hi. I'm out. No, thank you. And I've had it. A couple more fucked up items. Speaking of things we've had, there's a new game show that is produced by Pepsi. The Soda Company. It's a game show hosted by Jason Biggs called Cherry's Wild. It involves a slot machine. I saw this commercial and was just like, is TV over? Is TV dead? Like, we got Ken Jeong hosting two different masked game shows on Fox. Now we got my man Jason Biggs hosting a soda game show. Like, what's going on? I'm scowling. I wish there was a way that I could convey that through the microphone. I'm disgusted. Yeah, like, are we in reality? I don't even like soda. (laughs) Billy likes soda. (laughs) Miss Lippy's car is green. I mean, it does feel right, Jason Biggs becoming a game show host. That feels right, yeah. Something about that, I was just like, okay. But it's just like... What else is he going to do? He's 40. Yeah. He's 40-ish, and the American Pie movies are very much in his rearview mirror. Although, if he wants to do another one, I mean, I'd, I'm open to it. What about another one? Yes. I mean, we'd write it in, like, sure. a heartbeat if he's down. American Pie, down. The Revenge. Ooh. It's a horror movie. It's him, like, fucking a pie angrily. Yeah, and he's dead in the first five minutes. Green light. Drew Barrymore in Scream style. <laughs> yes. Big, big draw, dead. And the fans love it. That's going to get a full green light. Any more news here? Also, they had a first look at a new Mortal Kombat, which is releasing in theaters and on HBO Max on April 16th. I love that they're still trying with live-action Mortal Kombat movies. This will be, I think, the fourth one that they've made. You know, the more up-to-bats, the better the chances of it being good are, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're just like, one of these times we're really going to nail it with this fucking movie based on a fighting video game starring Scorpion and Sub-Zero and all the other fan favorites. Who are the other ones? Let's talk um, Mortal Kombat. Johnny Cage. Ooh, he's in there. He's the guy that I would be. Yeah, he was cool. Sonya. Sonya Blade. A strong female character who's played by that babe from Billy Madison in the first Mortal Kombat, I believe. Yeah, it was a 
piece of shit. So them yeah. reviving it is dumb. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. That's when you know they're just out of ideas. It's like, another Mortal Kombat? Sure, that's content. That's something. And if I could for a moment take you down to the video game corner for a hot second. I don't have a sweeper for that, but... <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Folks, I've been playing the Fast and Furious video game called Fast and Furious Crossroads for Xbox One as of late. <laughs> and playing this game is probably the most fun I've had in months, maybe through the whole quarantine, maybe throughout my entire life. And it's not even a very good game. It's just watching like the cinematics and everything, watching video game Vin Diesel, interacting with video game Tyrese in the cutscenes. It's really just... How long are those cutscenes? 90 <laughs> minutes or...? I wish they were that long. Even though the story that they're mm. showing in this movie, it, it's basically its own movie. It's kinda... I need you in tears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where are those tears? Did you cry during the video game? Be honest. I mean, Paul Walker has not shown himself in the video game yet, but if they trot out a CGI-faced rendering of Paul Walker, the tears will start flowing, undoubtedly. But the gameplay, like, it's it's playable. It's not great. I'm just playing through it for the bit and to tell the fans about it. And just, You're not loving every minute of it? Just to be part of the familia. No. I bought it just because I seemed like something I needed How to How much own. was it again, did you say? It was $20. Seems like a good good spend. Yeah. I felt okay about it. I wouldn't... It's not a $60 title. But no. for 20 I, I feel pretty good about it. And yeah, it's called Fast and Furious Crossroads. If you're in the market for a somewhat playable racing game that features hilarious Fast and Furious cutscenes throughout. And they're not 90-minute cutscenes? No. Okay. And yeah, maybe... What a hit this song is, huh? I fucking love this song. I still put this on, like, regularly. And, like, edge with tears for the fans. I I needed I played the song hoping that you'd get in tears tonight, but it yes. seems like you're in too good of spirits. He's back. Do we want to talk shuts at this moment in time? I don't see why not. I only have one. You go first. Do, 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 do you have it? Shuts. I shut off the rhythm section, which is Oh, now, is that on Hulu? It is on yes, Hulu. Yes, I was going to put that on. How bad? It's bad. And I feel bad because we talked about it a few months ago. This movie had the a historically low gross. I think the lowest gross for a major motion picture with a wide release like in history. Right. That was that was the yeah. movie that made like in terms of just budget versus box office. Yeah, it was like, worse. Yeah, like how many anything. theaters it was released in and the amount of people who saw it was just Un... They can't blame COVID either. <laughs> it was unprecedentedly low. Yeah, this was pre-COVID. And yeah, this is the movie about Blake Lively playing an assassin. I don't know. I watched like 30 minutes of this. It's one of those movies that starts at the end for no reason, which is something I hate. Put in the obits like 75 episodes ago. So many things do it. It's just Does it like... stay in reverse the whole time or is it like jumping around like Pulp Fiction? No, they do the... They show you the end... And then they do the, like, they show you the title, and then it's, like, two years earlier or, like, six months earlier. And it's just, like, why are you doing this? 
That wasn't even like a dope opening. If it was like a cool... Yeah, just start it at the time that's present. Yeah. Stop it. Drives me insane. But yeah, this movie is bad, and I see why it didn't connect with people, because it's just like, I don't know, Blake Lively is an assassin? Like, whose idea was this? But uh, that was my only shot this week. That's pretty good. Only the one? I shut off... Where the fuck is it? Beneath a Sea of Lights. Ooh. With the guy from Captain Phillips, the Somalian guy. Is he the captain now? I I basically put it on to shut it. And I succeeded. <laughs> he did it. I told myself there's no way I'm going to watch, I'm going to finish this movie. Just never. Mm. And I what was, was correct. The, I don't think I even heard of this. Is this... It's a movie about a that guy is like in Dubai in the airport, and then he gets stopped for some reason, and then I and then I shut it off, and that was it. Wow, I got nowhere else with it. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, that was it. I can't remember his name. He's I like that he's still getting work because mm. he got nominated for an Oscar and then didn't appear in a movie for like four years because <laughs> everyone's like, what What are we supposed to do with this guy? Yeah, it's not like you can like put him into the background somewhere and he just blends right in. Yeah. He's, you know, six feet tall, a hundred pounds and, you know, looks like he's about to take over a ship. Yeah. Is that racist? I'm trying really hard to just be woke and not say inflammatory things for the sake of saying inflammatory things. And like, I talked about this with Monty yesterday. I'm like trying to tighten it up on the pod and fans, let me know how I'm doing. There's no reason to be the gross guy all the time. I'm almost 40 years old. Word. All right, let's take a break. Folks. I've had it. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Wow. Are we back? Scusi. Folks, we just watched the brand new HBO Max exclusive Locked Down. Which I had I had no hope for this movie at all. I didn't know. Pleasant surprise. Yeah, I was expecting us to get back on here and be like, we shut it, it's a fucking COVID turkey, hated everything about it. I kind of loved this movie. I don't know about love, but... Like, I I'll re- never watch it again. Yeah, like, for a COVID-centric, like, romantic dramedy caper, I guess is what this movie is. Like, it was very enjoyable. Like, way better than I was expecting it to be. Yeah. It, uh... It's Anne tr- Hathaway. I, the thing about Anne Hathaway is you got to give her a little room, because mm. she's a she comes in hot. Yes. And I think she did a good job of filling it up. I thought she was incredible in this. Like Chewy uh, Johnson. (laughs) Chewy Johnson. I think I felt for his character from the beginning because he said he was in recovery. He was 10 years sober. So it's like he's got me from the jump. Mm. And I felt like he dialed up the British a little bit extra. He was exceedingly British. Yeah. This movie was set in... Jolly old London. But yeah, it was like more British than I was expecting it to be. And yeah, this was directed by Doug Lyman, 
who's one of those filmmakers. He's like quietly one of the greats, in my opinion, because he's all over the map. He did Swingers. That was his first movie or his first big movie. And then he did Go, which is an underrated, like, caper, comedy type movie. And then did a bunch of different stuff. He did the first Born Identity and Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which I think is underrated. And Edge of which Tomorrow. never made sense why Vince Vaughn is in Mr. and Mrs. Smith until realizing he directed it. Because Vince Vaughn does not make sense in that movie at all. That's a good call. And him and he and Brad Pitt are funny together, but they're not in the same movie. Yeah, that's probably him just like, I want to work with Vince again. Let me shoehorn him into this like sprawling action comedy. Mm-hmm. That movie's great. And Edge of Tomorrow too. All his stuff. Like he's I don't know, he's great. And he snuck in this movie. They filmed it recently and had a quick turnaround. Very COVID-centric stuff. But like we were saying, this is the opposite of that movie Songbird, that Michael Bay-produced COVID movie that's just like a nightmare of a turkey that you don't even want to... It's like, oh, COVID-23, it's mutated. Just worst-case scenario. This movie's like has fun with the COVID stuff. It's like... it's Yeah, this is the movie... I don't think Songbird wanted to be this movie. Songbird thought it was much more important than it was. And this movie did the opposite. This movie made it like a, it had somewhat of a serious subject matter and made it fun. Yeah, it like focused on the characters. Like when we turned it on, it's like fucking Chewie Johnson and Anne Hathaway. Like this is going to be a garbage duo. But like 20 minutes in, I was like, they're working for me. Am I crazy? Like they were great together. And, you know, cobbled together like a whole... A whole yarn. Like, this is a movie that wouldn't exist if COVID didn't happen. And the, I think they got a lot of good stuff out of it. Agreed. There's some Zoom. There's like a lot of filler with some Zoom calls, which is regrettable. Mm. They like fill out the cast with uh, Ben Kingsley's in this movie and some other people. But like they only appear on Zoom calls. So like what an easy gig. You do like a couple Zoom calls and you're on a... Big budget Hollywood movie. Well, as you said, it sort of felt <laughs> like the guys and the third guys and girls. It was Mindy Kaling, Ben Stiller, Ben mm. Kingsley. The all the people popping up on the Zoom calls didn't feel like they were really in the movie. That's yeah, the only thing that I didn't like. Especially and, when Ben Stiller popped up, I was like, "Is he playing Ben Stiller?" Because it doesn't like work otherwise. Yeah, that could have been anybody else. Yeah, it was. Cool to, you know, see some recognizable faces, but distracting at the same time. Also, Stephen Merchant snuck in there. I always like to see him getting some work. Yeah, I felt like Stephen Merchant, I think, I don't know. Any Take away all the cameos, I would have liked this movie a lot more. I yeah. think cameos are cheap. Yeah, they didn't need those, no. especially now that it's over. Like When I was watching, I was like, oh, this makes sense. But, yeah, it didn't need it. Would they blow $9 million of the budget just getting all those duds to <laughs> yeah. pop by? Like, what do you think Mindy Kaling's day rate is now? Like uh, $400,000? Whatever it is, it's too much. Because... Remember me from The Office? Hi! Yeah, baby! <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Anne Hathaway, they give her a couple scenes to, like, give a big monologue. And she really 
She shines, mm. one might say. You can see why she's an Academy Award winner. She's, uh, yeah. yeah, very beautiful and compelling to watch on screen. <laughs> I'm a fan. And yeah, the, there's like a good running Edgar Allan Poe joke. There's, this movie was funnier than I thought it would be. Like, Chiwetel Ejiofor made me laugh like a dozen times, which, you know, unexpected which to say the least. doesn't make sense, but. Yeah. I was yeah. like, this guy's killing it. He's got fucking comedy chops coming out of his ears. But yeah, it's good characters, good story. I feel like they really went for it. I enjoyed this. Yeah, good movie. HBO Max, check it out. Locked Down, now on HBO Max. Not a great title. Horrible title. As I said when we were watching it, I feel like it had a cooler title a couple weeks ago, and then they changed it, and yeah. Well, you know what they're doing? They're baiting the people who are like, fixated on covid mm. into like people like parsons sitting at home obsessing over the fucking death statistics who haven't taken their mask off since st patrick's day but to sleep shower and eat he just eats through the mask fuck he's wearing the mask in between bites with his immediate family <laughs> no like there's a there's definitely a a market for that like covid paranoia like obsession you're scrolling around it's like oh a movie called lockdown i think this is probably a covid movie yeah this movie has absolutely nothing to do with covid when you really examine it yeah that was one of the best parts about it is like it is because that's why it was made but they don't focus on like the annoying parts of covid that everyone's tired of it's Mm. just like a movie that happens to take place in this time period and they get a lot of good uh interesting thought-provoking stuff out of it Mm. in my opinion Mm. but yes it's locked down now on hbo max i say give it a go i feel like it's getting skewered i popped onto letterboxd on our break and uh what don't they like about it i don't know everyone else is giving it weak reviews which made me question my strong review but i'm standing strong in recommending this film and what else did we watch this week? I was uh, watching, just real quick, stuff. I was watching the Rugrats movie earlier today. I'm going to go. And I was having a big laugh at, they start with like an Indiana Jones parody and Tommy Pickles is playing Okie Dokie Jones and like doing this whole bit. It really, it got me. Where um, did you find that? That, the Rugrats movie is on Netflix. For people who want to check it out. I'm going to finish the rest of it. I was watching in like the wee hours of the night. And was probably like losing my mind. And just cackling at the nonsense of everything. Yeah, you're running out of content. Yeah. I get it. Yes. You're watching You're watching Rugrats. You're losing your shit. You're I'm bringing s- it up multiple times. <laughs> like it was some sort of a, a film that mattered. Like, you know, I checked out the Rugrats movie. We know. <laughs> Did everybody hear me? <laughs> Do Tommy you, Pickles you, is a is fucking a, scene stealer. This is a movie guy without movies. <clears throat> and he's he's you throw him a new OK Doug Lyman movie and he's doing backflips. And I, I'm in yeah. the same boat. <laughs> yeah. We're trapped in, a, in our own fucking way here. And I don't know how we're gonna get out of it. They're gonna need to like we're I don't even know. There's nothing coming down the pike. We're in we're trouble. We're that excited about. Is it pike or pipe? I'm gonna yeah. say pike, like the road. 
Adam Pike. But yeah, we're in complete turmoil. <clears throat> and speaking of that, we both checked out the new movie called The Informer, which is now on iTunes. This is a new Joel Kinnaman vehicle. I know everyone... It's new, but it's come out 350 times in the last decade. Yeah, exactly. Pike. For those of you at home that can remember this song, send me a DM with what it is, and you win a prize. Hell yeah. The song... Don't tell them. Beautiful masterwork. Um, I feel like fentanyl is the drug of this movie. The informer is sort of like a undercover cop who is... A, like, he's a rat, and he's yeah. infiltrating this syndicate. I got a little summary here real quick. Yeah, go ahead. An ex-convict working undercover intentionally gets himself incarcerated again in order to infiltrate the mob at a maximum security prison. Joel Kinnaman playing the main undercover guy in question. This was sort of like Brawl in Cell Block 99 done poorly. Yeah, but like directed by someone who doesn't even know what a movie is. Right. This movie... That Arturo Castro cameo, the most unbelievable uh, undercover cop in movie history. Yeah, I actually couldn't believe... That guy who plays Hector in every movie, including the Fast and Furious movies, I couldn't believe he didn't pop up in this movie. I was waiting for it the whole time. Like, just, where's my guy? Just shoehorning in a Hispanic criminal with a bunch of Polish guys. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I to me, like everyone in the movie is a rat. I just, I don't know. I fucking hated this movie. Yeah. And, I, and when I finished it, I was like, that was okay. This was an entry in the garbage crime genre like mm. they talk about on the rewatchables this is such a garbage crime movie where it's like about you know grittiness and crime and the mob and jail and stuff but it's like shittily made and everyone in it is kind of shitty but it has its moments the fucking cast of this thing it's got joel kinnaman as we said who gets too much work i don't know People seem to really like him. He has one speed. Yeah. Which is just like, I'm a man on Earth who can like fill out a cast of a film and Cl- leave common, no mark whatsoever. Common and Clive Owen together as like some sort of a bad duo. Oh, hey. How you doing? It's me, Common. I'm probably the most boring actor alive, but I, I'm in every other movie that comes out. How you doing? How you been? It's terrific. Are you Every time I see Common in a movie, I'm just like, like, why? What's going on here? He was probably the best part of this movie. That's how, like, nothing this was. He's just an uncompelling screen figure is how I'm going to... The whole movie was just going through the motions. I felt like Clive Owen was a miscast, which I always feel like that about him. He's, he's just not ever in the movie that you're watching him in. Especially these days. Like, everything he pops up in, I'm like, you're in this? Like, mm. he was in Gemini Man as the bad guy. I'm like, huh? Like, where have you been? You're popping up here? He's not now? A, he's not a great bad guy, yeah. Yeah. And fucking Ana de Armas is in this movie with rocking some curly blonde locks, which is a good look for her. Horrible look. Horrible look? Hate, hate curly hair. Out on this look? 
Uh, well, it's clearly a wig or like very permed. Oh, yeah. I thought she looked like trash. And I thought her and Joel Kinnaman were stupid together. They didn't work. It made me angry how little <laughs> chemistry they had. And she was supposed to be his wife, like with her with her paper thin Polish accent. It was just, yeah. it was shit. I'm going to blame Kinnaman for that. He's just like a nothing. He's just like a man. I don't know why he gets so much work. Well, it annoyed me that like he's from Sweden in real life and they're like oh. just do the polish talk speak polish you're i'm sure you could do that you're from another country mm. it just ugh. so come on i'll give you the tour and also it's, it's very like light on action this seems like an action movie but it doesn't have a lot of that this is another one of those things it's probably just the budget they didn't have the budget to have enough action so they're just like let's just have a bunch of boring jail scenes that'll <laughs> like fill in the blanks and no one will even notice that there's no action in this action movie <clears throat> and also it's a prison movie that takes way too long to get to prison you know what i mean like it's like an hour and change before he's even in prison and gets his uh I'm fucking undercover, gritty Vato scheme into fruition. It's a bad movie. Yeah, it wasn't great. <laughs> Don't bother. And yeah, by the end, I was just like, oh, fuck. This is like a chore. It, I really fell out of love with it towards the end. It has an awful finish with like a... A terrible CGI explosion and a bunch of like jail grittiness. It was... Yeah, that is The Informer, now on iTunes. You can turn it off when it comes to Cinemax in two months or whatever. Um, Do we watch any TV this calendar week? Hmm. No, I did not, actually. Well, I watched that new Bridgerton show. Ooh. Which Didn't is like, like yeah, that's like a Downton Abbey <laughs> type just, show. I just read my informer review on Letterboxd. I said not to be accused, not to be confused with the informant. It was fine. Ooh. <laughs> and I gave it three stars, which is my, I give everything three stars. I'm generous, especially on Letterboxd. I, I think I maybe gave it three also. Its average is 2.9. I think my review on Letterboxd... No, you gave it two and a half. Okay, that sounds more realistic. <laughs> two and a half is more appropriate. What's, I, what was my review for that again? I just saw your number. One sec. You said, this is such a movie. Yeah. <laughs> yep, it is. <laughs> right. There's There was never a time watching it where I felt disbelief suspended i was just very clear we were going through the motions of a hollywood picture yeah it's the kind of movie that makes you think you think about all the like aspects of making a movie you're watching it just like oh like i wonder what all these actors made i wonder what this set cost to spend all day shooting on it's the kind of movie if someone recommended it to me and i'd already seen it i'd say what did you like about it yeah (laughs) are you okay are you well what else i watched um the Yorgos Latimos short Nimic with Matt Ooh. Dillon on Mubi. Yeah, you're back on Mubi, which I like to hear. Not for long. It should be canceled. The whole thing is the free trial's over tomorrow, Fuck. and I will not be renewing it. I just wanted to watch Nimic because I like Matt Dillon. It was a short about a professional cellist having an encounter with a stranger on the sub on the subway, which has uninspected and far-reaching ramifications on his life. Ooh. And it was one of the artsiest movies that I have ever seen. Hell yeah. And <laughs> basically, it 
Matt Dillon. I don't know. Fuck it. Are you the new free trial kid with this movie activation? I guess. a role reversal? I hate a free trial. I typically just sign up. I fucking hate free trials. It's just because I get anxiety. I'm like, if I hate this, I'm going to have to pay for this. So I'd rather just skip it until I know I want it and just buy it. Free trials are where I come alive. Free trials are good only if you cancel them immediately. Yeah, because that's, yeah... You can cancel it as soon as you sign up and then have it for the free trial time, which is usually like a week or whatever. Then you don't have to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's the the only way. That's what I did with this because I am not paying for movie. That's all I ever do. That's that's what I'm all about, baby. But a little TV. I'm going to sneak in. I checked out the new Netflix original documentary series, Pretend It's a City, from Martin Scorsese. It's all about Fran Lebowitz. Who's one of those people, that's just like a name I've heard a million times. I didn't really know who this person was at all. And she's pretty funny. Mm. She's like a New York curmudgeon type character. She actually kind of looks like Howard Stern and kind of reminds me of him like personality wise. Just like she hates everything and everybody and has a lot of hot takes and you know. Is a New York personality. They, you know, talk about filmmakers, musicians, athletes, creativity, all that good stuff. She had a fun story about uh, Leonardo DiCaprio smoking e-cigs on the set of Wolf of Wall Street, which she's in for like a moment. It's a good show. You know, if you like documentary stuff, most of it's just like her talking to Scorsese on stage in some sort of a you know, play scenario when they film this. It's good. I uh, I recommend checking it out. That Martin Scorsese, he's uh, he's really good at directing things. That's what I, I hear. I don't know if you're aware of this. He, or if anyone's ever had a take this He's a talented bold. guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's a talented guy. I, you know, that's a bold take, as you say. I don't yeah. know if anyone's going to be in your camp on that one. I know. It's, you know, I like to get wild. And it's good they, it's a documentary, but they split it up into like seven 20-minute episodes or so. And that's good, because it's good to just watch like here and there. If it was all a movie, I don't know, you, you throw one on, you learn a bit about New York and... I hate New York. I'm not going to be watching it. Is it New is York's it, one of those it, places, I'm very interested in hearing about it, even though I've only been there once for like one night. I just think it's interesting. Every time I've ever been to New York, I haven't for one second had the impulse that maybe I would be able to exist there. Yeah, I would never want to live there. Not even for a second. No, it's exhausting. It's a fucking cesspool. It reeks of piss. (laughs) It's outrageously expensive. And I honestly think New York is really getting what it deserves due to COVID. Ooh, hot take. overcrowded, overpriced, and now... Manhattan is turning into a ghost town. What do you mean? So fuck you, New York. What? How dare you? Worst city in America. I'd rather live in fucking Bismarck, North Dakota. <laughs> Literally. I mean, what? Where even is that? Give me one upside from New- from Bismarck to New York. I can't think of it. I mean, how about the fucking... <laughs> the, the bagels with that special water. With that water. That makes it all fucking worth it. 
Am I like doing a New York accent? That's being, that's I don't know accent. what I'm doing. You have no New York accent. That's all right. Fuck. You are from the best city in America. Kid. The Bean. Speaking of that fucking city, maybe we watch a little bit of the 2006 feature film The Departed? Well, I don't happen to have it queued up or anything. It's not ready to go. Wow. After my little rant about New York. I wonder if we lost anybody with that. Like some like diehard New York Jew just sitting at home like, I can't believe he went there. Yeah. I'm never listening to this program again, Meryl. Jay-Z used to be a turkey head. He liked how much we were talking about him. And now he's completely out. Jay-Z. He's done. We talked about Jay-Z like three weeks in a row. And now we we brought up not liking New York and he's out. He's done. Yo, Beyonce, shut that off. (laughs) I don't want to be a turkey head no more. Like Beyonce, you were incredible in gold member? For real? (laughs) But the fucking turkey boys are dead to me. Wow, I love the departed. Now this is a picture. Folks, Anthony Anderson has stumbled onto the scene here. He should have brought Dignam. How you doing? I'm Dignam, just in case you forgot. Evidence of the documents proving it. Maybe you do. You were waiting for that, maybe you do. Big cackle hold. Evidence cold looking this prick to Costello, right? Shoot this fucking prick. You know who I am. Oh my god, this is the greatest movie ever made. That's all there is to say. Such a nice palate cleanse to everything else we've ever watched. This is such a nice breezy flick. Beautiful. You, you know, know who, who I, I am. am. Yeah. Remember those early scenes when we're getting casually racist and dope? Oh, this is the scene where like everything happens. And you I got feel about like 26 seconds. No, we're gonna like. Okay, so next week everything will go down. Wow, Anthony Anderson sternly watching them enter the elevator. Leo and Matt Damon. I can't wait to see you explain this to a fucking Suffolk County jury, you fucking cocksucker. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be fucking fun. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I got bad news. Fuck. <laughs> Sometimes I just wanna coast through. I just wanna I know. I was I gave you an extra four or five there, and I know you need your pick. I need the rest of the feature. Is my Quite hand frankly. in it every week an added bonus? Yeah, or? That, that's a fun new part of doing the show like this. Yeah, <laughs> we have been watching, because there's the big TV down here. Got it. But in order to watch, I don't know. I don't feel like explaining it. <laughs> and now I think we should close the show Ooh. with a quick word from our sponsors. Damn. So everybody here at the Enough Podcast, thank you very much for tuning in. Scott and I are really pleased to do the show for you every week. And as a little bit of a thank you, we're giving away bags of ice, courtesy of Joe Grata at the Atlantic Ice Company in Weymouth, Massachusetts. Wow. So stay tuned here to the Enough Podcast and hear more details all week. We'll be giving away 5, 10, and 15-pound bags to various phone callers. Wow. So have so, a great weekend, everybody, and stay cool. You're going to want to act fast before these babies melt. Just get in here. And... Follow us, Enough the Podcast, on Instagram at Podcast Enough. On Twitter, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Skip Season. Ryan, where can the fans find you? Um, 
follow my professional Instagram. It is that time of year. Our other sponsor, Ank Fit, my other business. Ooh. We're looking for new folks. My roster is filling up quickly. I am a personal trainer. I would like to train you and get you into okay shape. That that's my new pitch. I want it to be okay. I like that. Very realistic expectation yeah. setting. Just okay. We're playing it cool here in 2021. So that's A N K underscore F I T on Instagram. Ankfit. Ankfit.com. In. And check out the South Shore Boys podcast. You can hear me on the last several episodes. That's Boys with a Z. It's on all the podcast platforms. Just like this program. And folks, I think that's enough. Have a good one, man. I'd love it if you'd have a go. Bye. Bye.